With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. That's right. I don't know if we're partying like a rock star, but we are partying like it's a two-hour Super Bowl special fantasy jester back in style. How's everybody been? Hope everybody's well. As you know, coming to you live, Leesburg, Florida, and it is actually an absolutely beautiful night. Hope it's just as nice wherever you're listening. Being brought to you by... Blog Talk Radio, that crystal clear sound as always. And tonight, being brought to you commercial free by our national sponsor, 84 Lumber. Thanks for all the gang, the ladies and the gentlemen at 84 Lumber that make it all possible tonight. Folks, Fantasy Justice, two-hour special. <laughs> you know had to bring it tonight and I'm bringing it a little harder tonight because you know what you get inspired you get inspired not just it's not just that it's a big game when when you've got teammates when you've got teammates you know once upon a time go google if you don't remember Jack Youngblood had a broken leg and played anyway I have my own Jack Youngblood tonight. You know, if any of you have tried to talk and enunciate properly while being sick, it is difficult. And if you're losing your voice, even more so. Playing hurt tonight should maybe be on the IR, if you will. JT still calling in. Kudos to him. But again, because he's given everything he's got to the show. You know I'm going to bring it, everything I've got. And tonight, you know, everything I've got is one hell of a show for you. I've got Tate Dello joining us. You know, Tate writes every once in a while, does the podcast with us, okay? Going to be joining us that second half of the show. Speaking of the show, 
going to be an interesting lineup tonight. You know, we're going to have JT come on in a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit about the game. We're going to have Wonder Mike from the Sugar Hill Gang on. And again, this is a prediction show. So what we're going to do tonight is I'm going to make a list and we're going to post it. We'll have it. We'll be able to keep track of everybody that called in, how they did, and their predictions for this big game. So we've got Wonder Mike, original member, rapper, hip-hop icon, Sugar Hill Gang. That's, that's who's on tonight. Besides that, one of our special returning guests, Sarah Kelly. Our resident medical expert got me tossed from Michael uh, Matthew Berry. All I said was my medical expert was better than his. That's all I said. Some people can't handle the truth. Matthew Berry is one of them. It's okay. He'll be all right. Also joining us, Kid Kelly from the FantasyJesterSports.com website, the website that makes all this possible. Fantastic young writer. She's going to be calling in, talking about our Giants. Whether JT likes it or not, yes, it'll be Giants time in the broadcast. We're expecting a call-in from Joey Cage from FXE, former FXE wrestler and uh, former wrestling promotion here in Florida. Expecting his call-in. That should be fun. Chris Corciani, you basketball fans. Orlando Magic, former Orlando Magic player, one of the local guys around here for me, you know, being able to watch him, going to be joining us. Who else? We've got Brett Brubaker, NCAA baseball player, much like Shohei Otani wants to play both sides. So does this young man. Great interview. Great young man to watch. For you fantasy guys out there, somebody to put on your radar, big kid, got some power, can throw the, throw the ball nice. Okay, we'll get into that later. Then, if that's not enough, we're going to go on and continue on. We're going to bring in not one, not two, three-time Stanley Cup champion, Ken Danico from the New Jersey Devils with a one-on-one interview with me this week. We did. We pre-recorded and had fun. Got his prediction as well. Don't want to miss that. And let's see. Oh, yeah, that's right. That guy named The Freak. Later on in the show, I'm going to be uh, calling up. We've got to call him. He's standing by waiting for us to give him a call. The one, the only, The Freak, Javon Curse. Will be joining us, former Eagle, former Titan. Should be interesting to see where his prediction goes. And just in case all those guests aren't enough, we've got Super Bowl giveaway. That's right. It's a Super Bowl show. Why wouldn't you be giving something away for Super Bowls? I don't care what your show is. I don't care. I don't care what your show is. Be good to the fans. Be good to the fans that are giving you their time to listen to you. Give back to them. Give them an opportunity. So what do we have? We have a couple of gifts here, a couple items that 
Super Bowl 52 beer koozie. We're giving that away later today. A Super Bowl 52 program. This thing is, this thing's like a catalog. It's thick as hell. And then a Super Bowl, an extra large pro line Super Bowl t-shirt. It's a beautiful shirt. It's got both the team's helmets on it. Super Bowl. Oh, wow. And it really is. It's a gorgeous shirt. And uh, somebody will be winning that. Now, here's a hint. You better go join the Fantasy Jester page if you want the swag. If you want the interview, going to set things off. And it really is. We're going to get ready. We're going to have Wonder Mike in in a little bit. I want you to stay tuned. It's going to be one hell of a show. Swag, no swag, JT playing hurt. Folks, this is the Super Bowl. If you love football, this is your time. I'm going to do this. No rant tonight. There's nothing to rant about. It's the Super Bowl. We've got great entrance music now. Did you hear that entrance music? Big Engine. Thank you to Big Engine out of Jacksonville. Going to give us that music and a lot more down the road. We've got, we've got some announcements regarding them later on. Let's get him in here. He's injured. He's playing hurt. He is the one, the only, Jason Townsend Fez 437. You can find him everywhere. <laughs> Right, the man that will literally search the whole world for your sports information, JT. What's up, man? How are you? Tester, uh, like you said, playing hurt, but it is the Super Bowl. Couldn't uh, couldn't let you have all the fun. So I'm I'm here and ready to go. We got some fun people tonight. We got a lot a lot of good stuff to talk about. So I'll keep the fluids flowing and the information right behind it. Uh, we're all happy, definitely happy to have you here. I'm sure everybody can agree, right? Oh, yeah, no doubt. We're happy to have JT here. Um, and, JT, though, before we get into this, I know you have a, something to say about losing Wahoo. Yeah, you know, that, that really bothered me, the announcement this week, that this being the 70th anniversary of the Cleveland Indians, they are allowed to keep Chief Wahoo that Smiling Indian face logo one more season, and then it is to be banned from that point because it's racially insensitive. Now, SI did a poll, USA Today did a poll. I think it was like 500 Native Americans asked if they were upset or offended by this logo, the Redskins logo, uh, the St. John's Redmen from back in the day. And nine out of ten say no. No, they're not. It's a smiling Indian face. How is that offensive? Come on. I mean, are we, are we this kind of society now that we're so afraid of everything? Every, everyone has a gripe. It's like these idiots eating Tide Pods. I mean, we got to suffer because of the stupid people out of the world. So I just don't get it, man. That's my favorite logo in sports, and I have one more season to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tide Pods. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. 
Tide Pods, no Chief Wahoo. What the hell, man? What the hell is going on? I have no clue, but no, I agree. It, it's absolutely ridiculous. And, uh, you know, it's just the way society. I, I, listen, that's fine. If somebody's offended, I, listen, I, I, we need to talk this out because if a patch on a baseball uniform can really disrupt someone's life, think about how blessed you really are then. You know, yeah, you that, that should be well. the discussion. So, anyway, yeah, it's just, folks. It's classic, classic MLB logo. You know, it's just, I don't know. Hopefully the Indians win it this year with Wahoo so we can celebrate that one time. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And uh, we'll see. It's going to be an interesting season. We're going to have our baseball coverage. Uh, and pay attention, folks. We've got some great things coming up. We'll be talking about that later on for the people out there that also follow baseball. But, uh, you know, first up, we're going to go ahead in the show. We're going to mix it up. We're going to have the call We're going to also break down the game. And uh, in breaking down uh, the game, I want to start out with when New England has the ball. And it, it was an amazing – the best way to sum it up is if you listen to Josh McDaniels here, uh, that's probably about the best way to sum up the, how New England approaches it. That's okay. I mean, we have a quarterback, and we try to teach our quarterbacks uh, to – you know, take what the defense is, is giving you, the, the best option on the play, and try not to force the ball anywhere, you know. So if they're taking somebody away, you got to try to go to somebody else, you know. And, and we got good enough players across the field that if that's what they choose to do, then we got to do a good job with our matchups and try to win somewhere else. And, and that's pretty much what they do. They really spread. They're probably one of the best teams at utilizing all players at all times. And I, I wouldn't be surprised to see, you know, I, I expect Gronk to have a decent game just because uh, 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 of the matchups uh, that he's going to have. I believe the Philly front seven is one of the better uh, front sevens. Well, they're the best front seven in the NFC East and one of the better front sevens in the league. And, uh, when, when I'm breaking down this game, yeah, I can see Gronk having a Gronk-like game, okay, but I'm leaning towards more of a – Deion Lewis has been on a nice roll. I can see him taking the James Former White Eagle. role this year. Pardon me? Former Eagle. Yeah, you know, kind of like to stick it to them. And then also, you know, they like to pull that obscure person who you might not have a lot of film on – that they utilize much in these games. It kind of leads me, maybe, could we see Philip Dorsett this game? Oh, Interesting point. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, uh, well, everybody's thinking maybe we have to shut down Amendola, and instead, okay, no, we'll go ahead, and we're going to go ahead and use Dorsett a little bit more. So We'll see. If I'm, if I'm New England, I'm mm-hmm. going gonna, gonna to line up. Brandon Cooks on the same side of the field as I'm on Gronkowski, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stagger their routes. So I'm gonna cause some havoc on that side. But you think you mentioned how good that Philly front seven is? The best way to deal with an aggressive front seven is the screen game to the running backs, and nobody does it better than the New England Patriots do, utilizing White or Lewis or Bolden in years past in that screen game. So that's a good way to keep that defense, that front seven, honest not too aggressive, uh, and I think New England's perfectly set up to do it. It's going to be – it'll be a good challenge. Um, 
And I want to see, to me, the best way to attack uh, Brady is with uh, a pass rush right in his face. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what they do knowing that. You know, I mean, it's not a secret that that's what the Eagles are going to try. So that's why I figure a lot of edge work with uh, Dion Lewis and, again, using the Eagle against the team, just what to look for uh, on when New England has the ball. Let's, uh, let's continue rolling, folks. We've got a lot to get into this show. We're going to keep things rolling, keep that energy going. Hope you are all enjoying because right now I'm about to go ahead and play you the interview I just recently had with Hip Hop Icon. Hip Hop Icon. Rap Icon. Wonder Mike from the Sugar Hill Gang. And we were talking about Rapper's Delight. That's right, everybody. That is the Rapper's Delight by... You know, they are the icons. If you are a hip-hop fan or, or a rap fan, they're the icons. They're the ones who got this all underway. And on the line with me right now is the one, the only, Michael Anthony Wright, better known as Wonder Mike. Mike, how are you tonight? Uh, yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Good to hear it. Always good times with family, without a question. You know, uh, Mike, I, I want to ask you the first and I'm And is Sarah on the line? We're trying to get Sarah on the line. I'm here. Hello? Okie dokie. Yeah, we were having problems. We were having a little audio problem. And uh, the drop from uh, Big Mike, uh, Wonder Mike there, didn't play, folks. Don't know what the audio issue was there. We're going to try and get him on the line live instead. In the meantime, we've got got Sarah Kelly on the line instead. Resident medical expert, fantasyjusticesports.com. How are you, Sarah? I'm doing well, Jessica. How are you? Not too bad. Can't complain. A little technic- technical issue there, but no problem. We'll work around it. Glad to have you on. Uh, you know, uh, we uh, joined up, and I have a re- funny reason, uh, I guess, why you called. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of figure you're haunting me about something. Yeah. Um, I recruited you to win my fantasy league, and we came in third. Oh, my Lord. There's that. Now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's okay. When you have two married couples on the league and they find it appropriate to trade back and forth whenever they feel like it, it's kind of a cheated league. So I think we did pretty well considering. You know, here's the thing, too, and here's what upset me. Folks, listen, here's what happened. Sarah had gone ahead. She's in a league. She asked me to go ahead, be a co-manager with her, and we were trying to win it for charity and whatnot. And uh, we were doing rather well, actually. Uh, When it comes down to it, we came in first uh, for the regular season and outscored the closest team, uh, like 1,200 to 1,000. 
Yeah. We did all right. But then uh, we lost Carson Wentz, and that didn't help. And uh, a couple of injuries down the line there, right at the end when it didn't uh, – when it, we certainly didn't need it. But, uh, yeah, not too bad. We didn't do too bad either. But there, there was some, there was some shady, shady business trades going on in the background too. So don't downplay that. Uh, yeah, it was. Conveniently I have to having admit. people traded. Yeah, conveniently having people traded one week and conveniently having them back the next, and go figure those people win. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, um, there was that. There was that to contend with. I won't use that as an excuse because I've I've had to face that before and ha- have actually beat it. And like I said, I think that we were actually a Carson Wentz injury away from having that whole damn yeah. thing. And no, speaking yeah. of Carson Wentz, I got to jump in. Uh-oh. I got to jump in here. I got to jump in here. I'm sorry, Sarah Kelly. You made your mistake. Was you should have you should have picked him for baseball. Okay. Yeah. You got you got to see this you know baseball. Me. I right. mean. <laughs> no, you see, Sarah, he's alluding to my Yahoo baseball record uh, last year where every team but one ended up winning money. Winning. And, uh, yeah. Every team but play, one. Like, 50 teams. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. There's always next year. <laughs> oh, uh, you can bet I want a piece of them again. <laughs> I can promise yeah. you that. <laughs> um. No, Sarah, uh, speaking of Carson Wentz and our quarterback, it, it seems appropriate that you are on and uh, talking about this now. You know, he, uh, could you talk about the ACL, LCL, and a, what a partially torn IT band is and all that? Yep. So the ACL is the central stabilizer in your, of your knee. Um, that's usually what you see. <clears throat> Excuse me or usually what you see torn in professional athletes. That's why you always see the linemen wearing those braces on their knee. Um, the LCL is the lateral collateral ligament. So that it keeps your leg from going side, your knee from going side to side. And the ACL keeps it from going front to back um, too far. So if he's torn both of those, he's definitely going to need surgery. The IT band is a big band of uh, tissue that stretches from your hip all the way down to the outside of your knee. Um, on the lateral side. So a partially torn one of those, you know, that can just be rest and recovery. Um, but they'll definitely, this guy will definitely have surgery for his ACL if he's a professional athlete. You usually only opt out of surgery if you're old or not active, and that's not the case for him. So he'll be able to get back to it. They're, you know, usually full uh, recovery, but it just takes time because, you, you know, when they go in to do the surgery, you don't want to disrupt the graft that they're putting in there to act as your new ligament because you can't just sew it back together. You actually have to do either a graft from a cadaver or from yourself. And um, that can take about six to 12 months to get back to full full, uh, playing, full force playing. He'll be in, he'll once after surgery is done he'll be in rehab he'll be getting uh, starting the range of motion exercises and strengthening exercises um, as time goes on. Surgery he'll definitely was December thirteenth. December thirteenth. He's already rehabbing. He's probably yeah. already started the strengthening portion. Hmm. So he, he's he got until summer. So he, he should be fine for the next season. Yeah. He'll probably hmm. actually be stronger because most people who injure themselves end up doing 
more rehab than they probably would have in, if they weren't injured to make sure that they're strong and healthy to be able to perform top-notch at the beginning of the season. He should be fine by the season. All right, real quick, Sarah, Super Bowl prediction. Ugh, I'm just tired of the Patriots winning, but I don't like the Eagles. I, can't, I, don't, I don't know. I I honestly, I don't know why they're playing football in the middle of a Justin Timberlake concert, to be quite honest. So I'm rooting for Justin. Sorry. Oh, uh, <laughs> you're rooting for Justin? Mm-hmm. You got, you, you're not going to give me anything. Uh, I mean, if I had you know. to say go fly, Eagles fly, I guess. Ugh. can't believe okay. I'm saying that. Philly? And, and, and by how many points? Uh, let's big. go 14. 14. Philly, Philly big, 14 points. Yep. Just annihilate them. I'm just so tired. Just so tired of Tom Brady. Done. Thank you, Sarah. Appreciate it. No problem. You have a great day. God bless. You too. Thanks, Jester. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye. Folks, <laughs> Sarah Kelly calling for the blowout, JT. Well, we'll see. Hope she's right. Gonna be gonna be very, very interesting. Um and you know what? Real quick, let's get her in here. Let's let's keep things rolling. I've reached out to uh Wonder Mike. We will folks, don't be disappointed. The Jester's got this, okay? We're gonna call him live instead. Relax. Like Aaron Rodgers said, relax. I got Anyway, moving along, let's get her in here. FantasyJesterSports.com writer, the one, the only, Kid Kelly. Kid, how's it going tonight from New Jersey? Pretty good, pretty cold. (laughs) Pretty good and pretty cold. Sorry to hear that part of it. Hey, listen, Kid, just real (laughs) quick, I want to get you in here. I want to ask you about your feelings about our new coach, Pat Shermer. What do you think? I mean, no one can be worse than Ben McAdoo, so my feelings are pretty good. Very good. Perfectly, perfectly put. Uh, I, I feel the same way. I mean, he's got to be better. He's got to be able to make adjustments. See, I, I got to jump in there. There is someone mm-hmm. worse than Ben McAdoo. His name is Joe Philbin. Try spending three years under Mr. Magoo as your head coach in Miami. <laughs> well, I mean, for the Giants, there's no one worse than Ben McAdoo right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, but it is true. There is nobody. That is That was a joke. I, listen, uh, there were several things, and you, everybody's heard me bitch about it before. I'm not even going to start getting into it because I really, I wish I could, but I don't have time tonight. The biggest thing, the biggest reason why we are all here, kid, Super Bowl Sunday is here. Who do you have? What's your score? Oh, man. Uh, I guess I think it's going to be close. I guess I'll go with like 23-20 Pats. I mean, it's going to be a close game. I don't like the Eagles, but, you know, they could pull off a win, but I think the Pats are going to do it. Why bet against Belichick and Brady at this point? I used to like you, kid. 
I can't root for the Eagles. I'm a Giants fan. I can't root for either one, to be honest with you. I can't wait to give my prediction. This is going to be great. Kid, thanks so much for your time and joining us. Keep pumping out those great articles. We love you. Folks, we're keeping this going, all right? We are rolling right along. You know, um, when Philly has the ball, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, JT, we take a look at some of this, and I think Philly has that ability to do the same kind of scatter job, a lot of screen passes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Foles has been doing pretty well and rather serviceable. Four and one since taking over the reins and finding a way. You have a Jay Ajayi who's fresh. Maybe the converse happens, much like using Dion Lewis. You know, they have a certain back in that backfield in LeGarrette Blount that might want to serve it back to his old team as well. Right. And then again, scattering it out. And then again, seeing the tight end in play in Ertz. Ertz going ahead. I think Ertz can cancel out Gronk. Do you agree? I think he can come close. I mean, if you got a motivated Gronkowski, uh, it's really hard unless you're talking maybe Travis Kelsey at this point. Um, and somebody that can match him, in, in, you know, statistically. But, see, I think the guy, it all hinges on two guys for me. I think it's the second tight end, Burton. I'd like to see them get him more involved. Uh, he's somebody that Foles seems comfortable with and somebody that seems to be a little bit more of a vertical threat than Ertz is. And it all depends on which Alshon Jeffrey shows up. You know, the one that catches the ball and is a threat or the one that drops everything and uh, doesn't block downfield in the running game. So I think it all depends on that. You know, you've got Torrey Smith. He looks the part of the number one wide receiver. He's just never played like one. Um, so at this point, I really don't see him being much factor in the game. But uh, I think it's going to come down to Burton and Jeffrey. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um <sighs> All right, uh, I'll get to my Eagles prediction in a little bit. I got to keep this going, and I really try and keep the Eagles out of my mouth as much as possible. Speaking of keeping things out of my mouth as much as possible is Joey Cage. I think Joe is Joey. Folks, do we have Joey Cage on the line? I think so. Hold on. Okay, no, no, we don't have Joey Cage yet on the line. I'm sure he'll call in a little bit later, folks. Uh, you know, we're waiting for Chris Corciani to go ahead and call in. Uh, he'll be calling us in. We're going to have uh, a Brett Brubaker interview uh, coming up in a couple minutes. Also, we are getting Wonder Mike on the line. What we're going to do is we're going to go ahead. We're going to take a break. We're going to go baseball for a minute. We're going to go ahead and get that Bru- uh, Brett Brubaker uh, interview for you going because you know it really is interesting baseball baseball's falling off it has been to football and for those of you who happen to like both sports you and being honest about it you know that but it's guys like brett brubaker and shohei otani coming over from japan to play in the major leagues and play both sides of the ball that is a phenomenal phenomenal attempt you know feat to me and uh i had the pleasure so did jt of being able to speak with him here's a little bit of that interview 
back now, and joined with us on the line is Brett Brubaker, and uh, quite a special young man. We're starting to see that baseball's attention this year is really focused on uh, Shohei Otani and what he's going to bring to the major league level, being able to play not just in the uh, as a hitter, but also as a pitcher. And Brett is a, a college ball player, NCAA player, and he is going to go ahead and attempt the same thing. Brett, how are you tonight? I'm good. How are you? We're having a good time. Uh, JT and I, uh, I definitely have been dying to talk to you because uh, of, uh, yeah, without a question, super, super talented kid come out with uh, a lot of high expectations out of Florida. And uh, mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. really excited to have you on. Let me ask you something. Let's get right into it, Brett. Uh, you play both uh, in the field and pitcher. Tell everyone right. your positions and uh, what you've topped out at at the gun. Yeah, I, I'm currently I'm a first baseman and right fielder, and then uh, right-handed pitcher, left-handed hitter, and uh, top about 92 so far. So we'll see how if we can keep climbing that number. Nice, nice. Oh, 92 on the gun, and today was the first game, ball. right? That's right. How did how did it go for the team today? Uh, it was a rough one today. We're we're going throughout good throughout, and then lost in the last inning with a walk off. So kind of kind of oh. hard heartbreaking then. So it's nice to at least be around at the end of the game, though. You know. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a long suffering Oakland A's fan, so us actually oh, being boy. in a baseball game is a foreign concept to me. Uh huh. So I have to ask you though. Speaking of Oakland, division rival Anaheim, with uh, Otani coming to America, he's going to make a big splash as a two-way player. Do you mm-hmm. think that'll help pave the way for guys such as yourself? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think you know nowadays, coaches, college coaches, high school coaches, they're all trying to see you know like what can you bring to the table, and the more you can bring, obviously, the more chance you get to start. You know, the more value you have to the team. It's just it's just great overall for everyone to, to have that guy that can do more than one position. So it's not like a liability at just one spot. So it's always good to have more than one thing to do to, to kind of help the team out however, however you can. Absolutely. Interesting, because you mentioned that uh, about being able to do as much as you can to help the team. But my question mm-hmm. to you then in that is, uh, you know, your practice time, uh, how do you split it up? Is there is there a disadvantage because of the practice time, or how have you worked out splitting it up? Uh, for how my, how my college, college coach does it, you know, he kind of helps us very well, the two-way guys. You know, during BP, if one of us needs to do, like, a, a bullpen or something, like after going with our rounds of BP, we'll come out and do a uh, a bullpen during the CP rounds. So then, you know, we'll run after, out of practice done, so we'll get, like, both our work in from, you know, our hitting side and our pitching side. Interesting. Interesting. So you don't really feel it's a disadvantage, then? No. If anything, I think it helps – helps more in your game because, you know, you're, you're constantly more in shape and, you know, you're helping in both ways and not really taking time out of each one. And, you know, we're talking about guys like yourself that pitch, play the field, um, so innovative players. You know, 2015, um, Oakland brought up a pitcher named Pat Vendette could actually pitch mm-hmm. on the left side or the right, right side. Right. So, I mean, can you describe the difficulty of trying to do something like that at the minor league level, yeah, I, let alone the major league level? Personally, I could not even 
because I didn't understand how someone could do that. I mean, I think you got to be a special type of someone to be able to pitch, you know, the same both sides and both sides of the rubber. And, and that, that takes a special someone to be able to do that. I can even imagine doing that. <laughs> to be successful, just, you know, even in one, at one side. And to be successful right. on both sides is just amazing. And America I have a hard that. time with switch hitters. Exactly. You know, there's a lot, a lot more time in the cages, a lot more time in the bullpen, trying to, you know, perfect both of them. And it's just takes a special someone to do that. Mm. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right. So, you know, let, let's, let's say you've gotten there. You are in the seventh game. It's the World Series. Mm-hmm. Which would you rather do? Would you rather hit that game-winning home run, that walk-off mm-hmm. home run, or would you rather just go ahead and come in there, close the big game with a punch out, maybe a one, two, three, just power out that that hitter? Which, which would you rather do? That's that's a tough one, but um, I think I'd go with the I'd go with the walk-off home run for sure. I mean, it's just you're right there in the spotlight. You get the time run on the bases. You get to you know everyone loves the tempo walk-off home run and and there's just, I don't think there's anything greater than that. So uh sounds like he's feeling a little bit more like a natural than wild thing Ricky Vaughn. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, nice, nice. Now Brett, we're talking we're talking Super Bowl. Do you okay. follow football? And if so, I do. Who do you got this I do. who do you got this Sunday? What's the score? Uh, you know, I'm a, I hate to go with the Patriots because my you know, my dad's a big uh well, that's a big Dallas fan, but so I'm going to have to go against the Eagles, and I'm going to go with a 28-24 Patriots win. 28-24. We're writing it down. We're keeping track of the whole night and uh, going ahead and making sure we've got everybody's scores. See who wins next week. So we've got you down for New England 28-24. And what we're going to do is, yeah, no, we've got it all written down. And what we're going to do, Brett, is we're going to go ahead let you go because I know you've uh, you're wrapped up. You're, you've got the game started. You've got yeah, everything yeah. like that. We appreciate so tomorrow. much. Yeah, yeah, uh, and we really do. We appreciate you so much coming on, making the time in your busy schedule. What we'd like to do is, you know, as as the uh, major league season goes on, and as mm-hmm. your season goes on, maybe uh, have you call and give us an update how you're doing, and which one is, uh, you know, which one you're doing well at. Are, are you doing better at hitting or are you doing better at pitching? Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course. Let us in on that, how, how both are progressing. Of course. Sure will. Beautiful. Thanks so much. You have a great Thanks, night. Thanks for having me. Good luck to you. Yeah, thank you, guys. Yeah, good luck. Good luck. God bless. Thanks All so right, much. Thank you. Folks, you too as well. That, that, was, that was two-way star. Brett Lubbaker, and absolutely fantastic young man and a great prospect out of the Florida area and just going on to really good things. Big kid, 6'3", JT. He can put a, he can put a hurting on the ball. You know, you're talking yeah. about a guy, 92 miles an hour, okay, as a pitcher, but he's a big guy. He can put a hurting on the ball from the batting stance, you know? Well, he – he had me until he picked the Patriots. I mean, at that point, it's like, oh, come on. Yeah, no, well. but all seriously, seems like a kid to keep an eye on in the future. And uh, I'm looking forward to following his career. 
Yeah, it'll be nice now to be able to go ahead, get regular updates from him, and see, is he able to maintain both? And if not, which one becomes the more dominant for him? So it'll be fun to keep an eye on his career uh, as it continues and progresses. And we're gonna. It's gonna be the fun part. That's uh, that's what you enjoy about getting and learning about these young players. Somebody on your radar to watch, and a very, very talented. Uh, I've seen some of the film now on him. Very talented young man to keep an eye on. Great kid. Um, keeping things going, folks. Got to keep it going. Going to get Mike in here. Wonder Mike joining us in one minute. Baseball fans, don't forget. Join us. Over 100 players to move because in the next three weeks, the games start. We are three weeks away from Major League Baseball preseason games starting, and over 100 players have yet to find a home. We'll be covering that starting next week. Right now, I am going ahead and going to dial. Let's see what happens here. We're going to try and reach... And let's see, uh, typing it in. And we're going to go ahead and try and bring Wonder Mike on here live. Let's see. Let's see what we can do. Hello. Yes, uh, Wonder Mike, how are you, sir? This is the Jester from the Fantasy Jester Show. Doing good, doing good. Great to talk to you again, sir. Uh, we had a little problem, it seems, with the audio from our recorded uh, conversation. So I really do appreciate your time coming on and uh, doing this whole thing over again. It's, uh, it's, it's cool. great of you. Uh, first off, let's go ahead. Let's get right into it. Uh, the name Sugar Hill Gang. Where did Sugar Hill come from, sir? Well, the uh, lady who put us together, her name was Sylvia Robinson. She was in the music business, and she had a few great hits. One of them was being Love is Strange, which was on the Dan- Dirty Dancing soundtrack. Another big record was uh, Pillow Talk. She had an idea. She got the idea from a party that was thrown for her to put rap on wax. And it wouldn't have been the first time, but still, uh, she held an audition and, uh, the three of us showed up and we got the job. She couldn't make up her mind who to, who to get. So she used all three of us mm-hmm. and to get the name, uh, she was from an area of Harlem called Sugar Hill. Hence Sugar Hill gang. Oh, wow. All right. All right. Very good. Very good. You know, because we do have some of the younger crowd that might not know you folks as well as I do. And, you know, whether it's Rapper's Delight or Apache, jump on it. One of my favorites personally. And, uh, you know, I I still sing it. When I sing it, I say, Jester, jump on it. Jump on it. Okay, there you go. You got to have fun with it. You got to have fun. And, And it makes me wonder, though. You know, from the days back at the soap factory and all and, and all that, what what was what was your influence? In other words, uh, there were no 
other rappers to draw from. So what kind of music do you like? Well, uh, I pretty much like everything. In fact, the phone I'm speaking on, there's everything in here from Tony Bennett to ZZ Top to Burt Bacharach to James Brown and everything in between. I like all genres of music, but uh, uh, as far as hip hop is concerned, the only the only uh, MC uh, influence I had was my cousin Mark Wright, aka Daddy Wright, and uh, mm-hmm. another guy Casper. He was in our group also, Sound on Sound, the group that I was in before Sugar Hill Gang. Yeah. <laughs> now uh, let me ask you. Uh, I want to get right to some of the funny stuff. Everybody, you know, this is Jester's show. So everybody that comes on likes to go ahead and share a funny story. Now, Mike, do me a favor. I like doing my podcast. Can we keep it so that I can still podcast next week? Share maybe (laughs) a funny story. Yeah, yeah. maybe a funny story, but one that I can still stay on the air with, please. (laughs) <laughs> well, we were in Chicago one one time, and I was sick as a dog with a cold. But we were hot as fire, and we, we couldn't miss any shows. And uh, right in the middle of the 15-minute version of Rapper's Delight, I'm kind of hacking, getting coughing. I'm doing all these spins to try, to try to hide the fact that I was sick. During one of my spins, I sneezed, and... Uh, you could have called me Spider-Man, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, no. the I had, to, I had to get rid of that really quick, snip up. And, oh, oh my God, the audience never knew it, but uh, wow. Are you kidding? So the stuff, stuff that happens but, live that you just have to keep going and try and be professional. Yeah. Right? You know, in fact, uh, one time we were playing in Cleveland with the Silvers. And uh, we didn't know that the stage was as high as it was, over six feet tall. During the break of Rappers of Light, all three of us jump off stage. We're mixing with the crowd, shaking hands, blah, 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 stealing kisses. And me and Guy, we jump back up on stage. Hank is down there. I'm saying my part of the rhyme that comes back in. Rock it out, baby, bubba, to the boogity, bang, bang, the boogity, to the boogity, beat. And Hank is down there looking terrified because he can't get back up. And I'm trying to do my part of the rap and pull his 310-pound butt back on stage. And, oh, boy, people were hollering. It was it was a good laugh, though. They were laughing with us. But, man, that was crazy. Just the look on Hank's face that he panicked. He couldn't get back up. <laughs> That's fantastic stuff. That is fantastic stuff, Mike. Um, You know, we have you on. It's a football Super Bowl special show, and so I'd be remiss without asking you, who is your favorite team, sir? For 51 years, 1966 with Don Meredith and all those guys, it's been the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, God. Oh, well, hey, listen, you know, I can't, I can't say anything. I have a lot of friends that are Dallas fans, and, uh, you know, I, you know what? I'm going to tell you what, Mike. I'm going to share something uh, with, with you and uh, some of the fans out there who don't know. Uh, I, I happen to be a Giants fan. And I'm sure that doesn't warm you. 
Oh boy. Yeah, I'm sure no, it's it all good. <laughs> That's a great rivalry. It took over the Redskins Cowboys rivalry with the Giants and the Cowboys. Oh yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. But here's my problem in in my world, and I want you to try and imagine this. I grew up a lifelong Giants fan. Uh, my my father's side of the family, my mother's side of the family, all lifelong Giants fans. And my firstborn is an Eagles fan. Woo! Wow. Okay. That I hang is my crazy. Head, sir. I hang my head. I do. I <laughs> and you what guys have a hard you? time with the Eagles. Yeah, we always do, too. It's a pain. Oh, I hate it. Uh, I got to deal with it, though. But real quick, Mike, what's your prediction for the game? Well, I uh, I watched the game pretty pretty intently. Brady is 40 years old. He's rich and he looks 24. I can't stand it. No, I'm, I'm kidding. But, uh, <laughs> it, it, it shows when, he, when people get in his face. That's what the Giants did when they beat him twice. In one time, they were 18-0, and 0, and they beat him by getting in his face and, and knocking him down and hurrying him. And the Eagles have that kind of defense. So my pick is, a, is an upset pick with the Eagles 24 and the Patriots 21. 21 because they don't really kick many field goals because they score touchdowns. But the Eagles will not let them score more than three. That's my prediction. Fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Mike. Hey, real quick, I've got to ask you a rap question. It's killing me. And I want to, I want to see if maybe you have an opinion on it. Right now, better rap artist, Kendrick Lamar or Jay-Z? Woo! Now, that's hard. I think they even work together, don't they? I hate to uh, cop out answers, and I I never like to do that. But I I like to keep it real, whatever I'm feeling. And <laughs> I think they're they're I think they're neck and neck. Nice. That's an honest answer. That's all I can ask for, Mike. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. God bless. No problem. Anytime uh, you need you need us or need me for anything, I'll be there tomorrow. Uh. Is Super Bowl 52 between the Eagles and the Patriots? There you go. The breakdown from one to Mike. Thanks so much, Mike. You have a great night. <laughs> Thank you, bro. God bless. God bless. Cool. Folks, that is the icon. If there is a Mount Rushmore, I'm telling you, if there's a Mount Rushmore of rap, hip hop, Sugar Hill Gang Wonder Mike is on it. What a great time, great interview, fun times, no doubt. We have things going. We're going to keep things rolling along. JT, I mean, that was incredible. Oh, it was. That was awesome. Uh, again, stomach turned with the Cowboys fan comment, but uh, I got to say, I like his take on everything else. I mean, you're talking about an icon in the music industry, uh, and mm-hmm. a really nice guy to go with it. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's a beautiful person. That's what, uh, a fun guy to talk with. And uh, like I said, the original interview, we talked and then we talked after. I mean, a beautiful guy. I mean, I can't wait. I'm going to get the opportunity soon to actually meet him in person. And uh, I'm really looking forward to that. 
it, it, it's one of the better opportunities that uh, this position is going to give me. Uh, I'm going to go meet an icon, uh, and I can't wait. Moving along, let's keep this going, JT. Now, let's go ahead. Let's switch another gear. We've gone. We're hitting all the sports. If you hadn't noticed, okay, we're working our way to football, to Javon Curse. But next up, we're going to talk a little NBA. And to me, JT, you know, I'm going to have you go ahead and talk with Chris. Because to me, the NBA looks like the WWE, okay, in this. Months later, it's the same damn storyline. And that's mm-hmm. the way I feel. And uh, I'm going to leave it. Let's get him in here. One time, Orlando Magic Point Guard. It is my honor to have him. Friend of the show. He's been on before. You can see, you can listen to the interview on iTunes. Chris Corciani, how are you tonight, Chris? I'm doing great. Yeah, thanks for having Listening to Wonder Mike, I mean, being able to follow him, I mean, there's nothing better. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, Absolutely. listen, and that's the thing, Chris. I get to talk to this is this has been the beauty of uh, of the position. I should have been doing this long ago. My position is I get to speak to people such as yourself, Wonder Mike, Javon Curse, Ken Danik. Uh, you know, and, and this is my this is my Saturday night. I am blessed to have <laughs> you on. Thank you so much for making time. No, my pleasure. JT, you want to hit it? Want to kick it off? Yeah, yeah, we got to jump into this, you know, with everything going on in the NBA right now, trade season on us too. But as a former NBA player, how do you feel about the state of the NBA today? Well, it's great. I mean, from an economic standpoint, you know, it's never been better. You know, they're trying to go global, um, you know, the amount of money it's producing. Um, you know, the thing I don't like about it is that there's there's only – you know, three or four teams that really have an opportunity to win a championship, unlike the NFL. I mean, in the NFL, you've got eight, ten teams that get in the playoff, and uh, there's never a real clear-cut favorite. The NBA is a little different. You know, you, you always know uh, that, that there's probably 28 teams that are just playing to have a good time, making money, and, and, and doing all the things, but there's only three or four teams that really have an opportunity to win. And, and that's the downside of the NBA. Uh, right. You know, again, unlike the, the NFL, it's, it's, it's incredible. I mean, any, any, any of eight teams can always win it. And, and uh, you know, but you've got to take the good and the bad. The NBA is growing. It's uh, a lot of entertainment. And, uh, you know, they make a lot of money. Well, I have to say, you mentioned financially how the NBA is doing. I've got to say, back when you played for the Magic, could you ever imagine having a GE logo or some other company's logo on your jersey? You know, it's funny. Is I played. Uh, I was a rookie in 1991, and uh, I was on a minimum salary of $130,000. And at the end of the year, I had no money to show for it. And these guys now, the minimum contracts are over a million dollars. And um, you know, it's become such a big business in 30 years. It's incredible. Uh, going, you know, like you mentioned, with the logos. and uh, You know, before long, we're going to have a team in Mexico or in Europe. It's it's going to end up being a global league. So the amount of money is incredible. But, you know, the players and, and, and how good they become and athletic, strong, big, um, you know, it, it is entertaining. And being able to go to a game is fun to watch. And, uh, you know, it's just a great product they put on the floor. 
Absolutely. Uh, Chris, Chris, I got to ask you something because it, to me, I, I've talked about this on the show regularly, and, and I've been really, I, I've been looking forward to us speaking to you again because I, I want to ask you if you were Lonzo Ball and already dealing with the pressure of trying to revive one of the great franchises in the NBA. You know, what advice would you give him about, you know, dealing with everything with his dad? You know, I think he's done a remarkable job. I mean, I, I, you got to take your hat out to the way he handles everything. Um, he goes about it, plays the game, plays the game the right way. Um, unfortunately, he's got a father that's very vocal and creates all kind of ways for him that he has to navigate. Um, but I think he's going to be a great player. You know, if you look at what he did, Two weeks prior to his injury, he's starting to shoot the ball well. He's the kind of guy that the Lakers can really build with him and Kuzma and a number of other young players. Uh, the Lakers aren't far off. Um, now, whole another conversation about the father and his annex and the way he acts. Um, you know, there, there's just no need for that at all. But the son, Lonzo, the way he has handled it. Um, you know, is amazing. I mean, he's under scrutiny every game. And it's unfortunate for him that he is that way. But uh, I just think he's he's a remarkable kid. Um, and he's he's going to be a great player in the league for many years. Nice. Nice. JT? Is JT still there? Uh, okay. Uh, JT's, like I said, JT's playing hurt tonight, folks. He's going to be in and out. Likely coughing oh, somewhere here. in the corner. Oh, okay. I'm here. Oh, I'm here. So, so here's the question. Do you think, as a former player, that other players in other locker rooms are concerned with or discussing the whole super team, kind of like LeBron saying he may be willing to sign with Golden State next year? Yeah, I, I think there is absolutely zero opportunity that that would never happen. And the main reason why it would never happen is that – there, there's no gain for LeBron. There, there's literally zero gain for him to go there and win a championship. He has all the risks. You always get you got to weigh out what's my risk reward. Uh, and and there there's such an opportunity if they didn't win a championship that it would really kind of muddy up his whole you know uh, his whole deal throughout the rest of his uh, career. So I don't I don't think there that's even an opportunity. That's good talk. People, um, you, you know, bringing that up in conversation. But you know, that's not something that's going to happen. I mean, I think there's a zero percent chance of that going down. The Warriors don't need them. I mean, they've they've got all the right pieces in order to win. Um, you know, I do think LeBron will leave Cleveland, and he'll go to a big market and try to bring another free agent with them and try to win a championship. But uh, his legacy, uh, you know, wouldn't allow him to go to, to Golden State and just because of what right. could potentially happen. Oh, yeah, it is true. I like that. I like that a lot. Real quick now, you're here for the Super Bowl show. Chris, you follow football. Who do you have? You know, it's hard to go against. Uh, I like the Eagles. I'd love to see them win. But uh, you're going against uh, the greatest quarterback of all time, uh, giving Bill Belichick two weeks to prepare. I just don't think the Eagles have enough. You know, I think Tom Brady's one of these guys, 
even though he's in his 40s, he just doesn't get enough credit. The guy just wins, and uh, everybody wants to, to root against him. And, and I'm not a Patriot fan. I'm not rooting for him. Uh, but if I was putting money on the game, there's no way I'd bet against uh, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. I mean, Bill Belichick, he just wins. Those those guys, you give them time to prepare, um, you know, it's it, it just hard to go against them. So I see the, uh, the Patriots, you know, winning in a game 31-21. I uh, don't think it'll be a great game, but, uh, uh, you know, Eagles have had a good run, but, but uh, the Patriots, you know, they, they, they play to win a championship, and I think they'll, they'll win tomorrow. Good. Good stuff. Good breakdown, too. I like it. I like it. Chris, thank you so much for making time joining us tonight. God bless, sir. We'll talk to you again soon. I always enjoy it. You guys thank have you, a Chris. great time. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. I appreciate that. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Folks, and moving right along, you know, that was Chris Corciani, friend of the show. And, uh, you know, listen, he breaks it down nice for you and giving it real from the base, uh, from the uh, basketball perspective. Uh, and then JT, thanks, man, so much. Playing hurt tonight. Really should be on the IR. Doing a great job tonight. Oh, as always, appreciate that. But now, right now, it's about the fans. Let's start. Listen. If the great guest so far, as we go ahead and begin this second half of the Jester's two-hour Super Bowl show, it's time now. Let's start giving stuff away, why don't we? All right. Right now. When it, and whatever happens, it might happen now. It might happen now. It might happen. Whatever. Okay. The first person that goes to the Fantasy Jester Facebook Page goes and finds the link from today that has the guest list. Go to that post that has the guest list. And I want you, if you want the beer cooler, I want you to type in the word magic. For Chris Corciani, I want you to type in just the word magic. First person on the guest list, Fantasy Jester page that types in magic, you win the Super Bowl 52 beer cooler. Let's keep it rolling. Besides gifts, I've been promising you hard hitting. We've given you legends tonight. We're giving you everybody that we can because you know what? No matter what the other podcasts want to think, they're busy bringing you Uncle Mike and McGruff and McGriff and this and everybody else's relatives. We are bringing you the stars, the true sports podcast. Voted originally Florida's number one podcast. We're trying to push that to America's number one sports podcast. And all of you joining tonight are helping us get there. One of the other things that are helping us get there, an exciting time, was the first ever call for the New Jersey Devils to win the Stanley Cup. Good old Doc with the call there. And it was my pleasure to have not one, not two, 
not three, three time, sorry, not three, but yes, it is three, three time Stanley Cup champion, one-on-one interview with Ken Danico from the Devils. Enjoy, folks. Folks, now it is uh, my pleasure getting ready to bring in, you know, he is a New Jersey legend. He's a New Jersey hockey player legend. And it's my pleasure to bring in a guy that in 1982 came into the league 18th overall, drafted 18th overall, three-time, not once, not twice, three-time Stanley Cup winner. If you Google Mr. Devil, he comes up. He is now, and for a team back then that was looking to win its first Stanley Cup, he epitomized the heart, the soul, and hard work that every New Jersey Devil that puts on a pair of skates should ever be. It is my honor to bring you all the only number three any Devils fan will ever have, Ken Danico. Ken, how are you tonight? I'm good, pal. Thank you for the kind introduction, and uh, uh, always good to be on with you. Appreciate your time. Appreciate your time. Let's get right to this, Ken. You know, I'm taking a look at the, our Devils now and sitting there, 24, 16, 8. And, you know, looking at the offense, defense, they're both running around the middle of the pack. Now, for me, not just because you're on, I've been on uh, on air saying that I prefer us to get an experienced D-man, somebody that can really play the solid defensive game. Now, when you take a look at the Devils roster, would you like to see the Devils bolster for a playoff run, or do you wait till next year for that team? Well, I think we're certainly in the mix, and unfortunately have run into a, a rut here. We've had some injuries. It's not an excuse. It's a reality that uh, we don't have enough depth just yet, and we've made great strides this year, but enough depth just yet to – to miss guys like Taylor Hall and Johansson, our skilled guys, and I think that's a big reason. And Brian Gibbons, even, who has been a pleasant surprise and was providing some offense uh, when we miss those guys and guys go down all at once, makes it very difficult. We were very uh, formidable offensively or scoring enough goals anyway the first 20, 30 games, and we've uh, gotten into, like I said, a little bit of a offensive uh, struggle lately, but it's a new stretch here after the All-Star game, and I want after the All-Star game, I want to see him make a push, uh, certainly for the playoffs. I mean, it'll be interesting. I, I, I don't think he uh, give uh, the farm away just to try to make a playoff run this year. Ratio is always mentioned, and I really believe in what he's doing as far as you know. It's, it's pro- progress. It's uh, you know, be a little patient, and and they want to continue to grow as a team and get better. And they certainly have done that with some of the additions of the young guys. Taylor Hall having a monster year, and he'll be back tomorrow So against the Sabres. So it's good to see him back, and hopefully he can lead the charge and, and get them back uh, on track offensively for sure. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. We uh, can't wait to get Hall back, and that will help. I mean, if there's an hey, offensive you... player, for me, I'm more about offense. If there's an offensive guy they can make a deal for and don't have to give up, you know, one of our young prospects or – or real good ones, or one of our young guys playing now, then yeah, you know, I'm all mm-hmm. for it because I think they're right in the mix of the Metropolitan Division, and certainly uh, 
uh, can make a push here, and, and I'm still optimistic. I know it's been a tough sledding as of late, but every team goes through it, whether you're an elite team, a team that was our, expected to be here, or a surprise team like New Jersey. Uh, there's going to be ruts, and it's how you work through it. And let's hope, uh, I certainly hope, uh, along with the Devils fans, that they can get through this and start a good streak again, or at least uh, winning uh, their winning ways uh, starting tomorrow after this All-Star break they just had. Well, that's part of, I'm sure, building a championship team. You guys all learned, and these guys here are learning how to win after some adversity. So, uh, you know, and you mentioned the patience. And a lot of the Devil fans uh, are having a little bit of a problem. I don't mind it. I'm starting to see some improvements uh, in Pavel Zaka's game. You know, 6'3", 20-year-old guy that uh, was taken sixth overall in 2015. People were hoping for a little bit more than just an improved plus-minus. I mean, last year, minus 17, this year, plus one. But here's one thing, Kenny, I want to ask you about. I take a look at something for a guy who has a, at least a point of game potential. I see only 57 shots to date. Is that a confidence issue, do you believe? Well, with Pavel, I'm always a glass half full guy. I think he's played real well the last couple of weeks. Unfortunately, the puck doesn't seem to want to go in for him. And certainly I want to see him shoot more, but he's done that as of late. If you look at I don't have the exact numbers, but the the last handful of games, he's had three or four shots a night on goal. And, uh, boy, oh, boy, I know he does, and that can be frustrating. That can hurt your confidence. But he's hoping those some of those will start going in. He'll get a break here and there, and, and then things uh, you start feeling better about your game. He's got a good shot, and he's been using it a lot more as of late. You mentioned he's big. He's got good speed. He's got all the attributes. And now it's about putting it all together, but you mentioned an important factor. He is only 20, and I know young guys come in this league and, and have, make a splash right away, it seems, these days, 18-, 19-year-olds. But everybody has their own path. Everybody has their own development uh, along the way, and sometimes it takes a little longer. So certainly from my perspective, we've got to wait a little longer with Pavel, but I've seen steps in the right direction, no question lately. But they need some goals from them. They need some points from them, certainly, if they're going to be a playoff team. So that's what I'm hoping for uh, starting tomorrow. Yeah, no doubt. And that, you mentioned that about him being 20 years old, and that it hits it right on the head. Because you look at a young defenseman like Carlson, who came into this league, and now he's a superstar defenseman. But it took him three years to get used to the smaller ice surface. So uh, I think maybe playing on that smaller surface a little bit of uh, time, I think we're still yet to see exactly uh, why we should have that confidence in Zaka. Taking a look ahead, yeah, though, no, you now, need a little more patience. A little more patience, that's all I believe, uh, Jester, for sure. And uh, I'm hoping he can make a good little push here. Uh, with about four oh what do we got? Thirty something games left here and hopefully yeah. Pavel will produce some offense and uh push this team to to certainly be around come March uh, for a playoff position. Yeah, without without a question, without a question. This is where you'd like to see that second half of this year him turn it on, getting closer to that playoff, make that playoff push for this team. And speaking of the playoffs, real quick, Kenny, before we get to uh the prediction for the Super Bowl our Stanley Cup, uh, our big game, 
who, who do you see? Who's your who's your favorite here at the halfway point that you feel really has the core and the uh, consistency to go ahead and uh, pull this off this year? Well, heck, I'm an underdog, so why not the shock of the hockey world right now? The Vegas Knights—they don't seem to lose. They're, they outshoot their opponents. <laughs> they're, they're relentless. So who knows? Uh, but all kidding aside, I know it's gonna be difficult. But I, boy, have they been uh, fun to watch and been a team that—it's remarkable what they've been able to do in their first year. And a lot of guys playing with a chip on their shoulder. They're well-balanced. They're good in goal. They're, they've been so much fun. Playoffs is a different animal. We will see, but I certainly don't think any team's going to enjoy, and they're definitely going to make the playoffs. I don't think there's going to be many teams that want to play Vegas in the first round because in a seven-game series, just the style they play and the attacking style and in-your-face 24-7 uh, every game, it seems they could be a difficult team. But if you're if you're looking at a team that's, you know, well-balanced, and if they stay healthy, they're missing Hedman right now. It's Tampa Bay Lightning. They look like a team that's going to be real tough to beat, but that's what's so great about our game is in the National Hockey League. It's so competitively balanced. Come playoff time, there's upsets, there's different teams. That's what gives fans of who, no matter what team you root for, uh, hope that just get in the playoffs and anything can happen. And, and uh, it certainly rings true in the National Hockey League. There's no question in my mind. Seven-game series is a different animal, and, and sometimes you get a team's number, even a team that's had a better regular season than you. So it should be a lot of fun with the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, from my standpoint. And like I said, Vegas Knights are a dark, dark horse, but why not continue this miracle run? Uh, but there's so many good teams. There's a handful you can look around the National Hockey League and, and certainly believe that uh, they could have a chance. But one that stands out, obviously, for me right now is Tampa. Tampa, yeah, yeah. I have to agree 100% there on that. Uh, now, moving forward and into this week here, the big game in the NFL, uh, the Super Bowl. Obviously, uh, your team's not in it this year, Ken. I, I'm not trying to be mean. The Jets. <laughs> well, they have a ways to go, but they they, they were competitive this year. That's what I love. I'm an underdog guy and a Jets fan. I also root for the Giants. I know people say you can't root for Bobo. Well, I can because I love my local teams. I'm a trying nice. to find a jersey. I've nice. been here 30-plus years. So, uh, yeah, if they played against each other, I'd be rooting for the Jets. Having uh, having said that, uh, when the Giants are in it, I, I certainly uh, hope they succeed and do well uh, as well for sure. But uh, the Jets were the team that, for me, they were overachieved a little bit this year. So, they're in the right, headed in the right direction. I hope. Exactly, exactly. Now, looking at this game, uh, Philly, close uh, in proximity to Jersey, but then you've got the New England team that is, uh, you know, the rival of both your teams there. So, uh, who are you looking at? Who are you taking this game, and who do you want to win? Are they the same team or not? Well, to tell you the truth, I'm, I, I guess I. I have to root for somebody because uh, the Super Bowl's <laughs> a great spectacle and not, not two teams. I would, uh, if you asked me before the season, what I root for in a Super Bowl. But having said that, always being an underdog guy, uh, I guess I'd like to see a new team win in the Eagles. And I, and I think they can. I really do. I'm not just saying because maybe I want to see a new team. I think the Eagles uh, could provide the upset here, although I will say Tom Brady is certainly – uh, the greatest quarterback that's ever played. He's a special, special athlete. 
But uh, the Eagles, uh, they've got something going on here despite missing their stud quarterback, young guy, Carson Wentz. And if Nick Foles doesn't even have to play like last week, he was great last week. And I thought mm-hmm. going in the playoffs, uh, boy, oh, boy, he didn't look very good. Having said that, he was great last week. If he can be about 75% of that, I think they're going to have a chance. But he's going to have to have another good game. He can't just have that great game a couple of weeks ago and then in the Super Bowl have a dud. There's no way they'll beat the Patriots and Tom Brady. But I certainly think they have a chance. So I'm going to even give you a score. It's going to be Eagles 27, New England 20. How about that? Okay, I, I'm, I'm putting it down. Um, I'm going to be taking everybody's tonight. I'm going to be taking everybody's, so I'm going to write yours down and definitely we'll uh, keep track of who is the closest, Kenny, no doubt. My thing has been this, <laughs> uh, and just real quick, on because on, I'm not going to give my prediction till the end of the show, but I have said that I hate – I clearly – I'm not a fan of both teams. I'm a Giants fan, born and raised in New Jersey, and now transplanted down here in Florida. So, uh, big Jersey fan, big Giants fan, and so not really rooting for the Eagles or uh, New England. And I, I have a problem whenever I find teams that are in a game that I don't like both teams. I usually say, well, I'm rooting for the refs. And if that's the case, if I'm rooting for the refs, then I guess I'm rooting for the Patriots. Is that how this works? <laughs> that's terrible, uh, I, I know. know but like I said, I think there's a lot of people in the same boat, unless you're in Philadelphia or New England. Uh, you know, everybody likes to dislike certain teams, obviously. But, uh, you know, the Eagles have been a nice story. They've never won a Super Bowl, so I'm going for the underdog. And I, I think they can't pull off the upset here. New England's just won it too much, but – uh, they're an incredible organization. You have to respect that. And nobody better than Bill Belichick as a as a coach, and certainly Tom Brady. What a duo! But uh, I'd like to see the Eagles knock them off anyway this time. Kenny, thanks so much. I agree. Thanks so much for your time. It's been a pleasure as always talking with you. And uh, go Debs. All right, Fantasy Jester. Thanks for having me on, my man. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. The rest of the way here, but I want Devils fans to keep the faith. Everybody gets a little, uh, you know, you, you get with the start they had <laughs> and the season the first half, all of a sudden you run into a rut. Well, look, it's all part of the process, but uh, I think John Hines and Ray Shiro are doing a terrific job, and, and uh, we're going to make a push here. It's going to be interesting right till the end. Gonna be, it's going to be a fun ride for these guys. Great young team, exciting team. And uh, if they can only find the heart and the work that you put into it, Kenny, they'll be just fine. Thanks so much for joining us. All right, pal. My pleasure. Take care. Have a great night. (laughs) And that is, again, you know, part of the perks of being here, having this opportunity is (laughs) the night that you see that I'm having. This is, you know, the night before the Super Bowl. I, you already can imagine what Super Bowl party, Jester, House, all this stuff might be like, uh, especially those who know me understand what it's going to be like here tomorrow. And it kicks off, obviously, the way it should. The way it should is with this two-hour Super Bowl show that we're having, JT, being JT, it should be on IR, shouldn't even be here tonight. Shouldn't even be here. 
If you really, I have no idea. He didn't sound this good earlier in the day. I can promise you folks. Okay. I don't know what that man prayed to, what he had to do to get that much of a voice back. But we have him tonight. We had Wonder Mike from Sugar Hill Gang. That's right. We had Chris Corciani. We've had three-time Stanley Cup champion, Ken Danico. We're going to be bringing in Javon Curse, the freak. We already gave away a beer cooler. You know what? Let's give something else away. Let's give away now the Super Bowl 52 program. That's right. I mean, this thing's like a friggin' phone book, folks. I mean, you should see how thick this is. You can hit somebody with this and stun them for a minute, no doubt. I mean, this is this is pretty good. I like it. I'll tell you what. First person that goes to the Fantasy Jester Facebook page goes to the list of my guests and types in devils. If you type in the word devils, you get yourself a Super Bowl, the first one to do it now. Not everybody. Wish I could. But the first person gets your Super Bowl 52 program, folks. Courtesy of the Fantasy Justice Show, FantasyJusticeSports.com, and the whole gang here bringing it to you like we are tonight. Coming up in the coming weeks, I want you to pay attention. We've got Daytona 500 coverage. Jester going to the Daytona 500. Going to bring you right from the track. Pay attention. Pay attention on the Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. Going to be bringing it to you, the 500 coverage there from the track. Then we're going to have position by position, a breakdown. Watch the articles on fantasyjesterspots.com. We're going to have all the position by position breakdowns for you fantasy baseball players, for you baseball fans. Tate. JT, you're going to Arizona? True story, folks. March 1st to the 10th. They're going to, I, I'm sorry, March 1st. I think it's the first week. I think it might be the 10th. But here's what I know. 10 stadiums, 10 games. They're going to go to 10 games over that time. And they're going to be bringing you reports. We're going to have nice baseball coverage from them. Also, coming up, baseball fans. You know I'm right here in Florida. You know I'm going to be covering this side of spring training. But one of the big things I'm going to be bringing each and every one of you, and especially you New York Yankee fans out there, Jester, three days at New York Yankees camp. Look forward to that. I'll be there at the camp doing my coverage the first three days of March. March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, I'll be out there covering the New York Yankees. Then we're going to have the baseball season special. We're going to have the announcement. And probably my guess, a lot of guests on that one as well. That'll be coming in March. Stay tuned for that. You're starting to understand why. 39 states, 19 countries. Can't be wrong. You're listening to the Fantasy Just a two-hour special. We're laying the smack down on candy asses. And one of the people that helped lay down the smack down on candy asses 
It's not my next guest, okay? you got to be honest with you. It's Tate. Tate's our next guest. I mean, fantastic guy, fantastic gentleman, uh, fantastic sports fan, fantasy player. But it's more his son that I'm afraid of. And uh, before we get him in here, before we bring Tate in here and bring JT back in, I would be remiss without first saying congratulations to Tate's son, Nick, who serves. And if you're a friend of the show and have followed before, you know that uh, Nick is currently serving for his country and has just been promoted to specialist. So I want to give a big congratulations out to Nick Dello. Uh, fine work, fine young man, and uh, quite, the, quite the honor to know him. Now, with not as much honor, I think. Uh, uh, no, I, great guy. Going to bring him in. Got to bring in Tate. That's right. I love teasing him because he's now in Texas, but he's a huge Buffalo Bills fan. It is my pleasure to bring you Tate Dello. Tate, how are you tonight? Yeehaw! Howdy there, Jester. Figure I'm down here in Texas. I might as well fit in. Wow. Oh, stop. JT, (laughs) what the hell, man? I'm speechless, man. And that's saying something right now. Holy shit! You're not kidding. I, folks, yeah. That, You're gonna give me that wonderful intro music. I gotta fit in. <laughs> wow. Okay. You know, well, that was amazing. <laughs> Nick, I hope you're out there and heard that. Oh please. Oh yes. Hey, please, somebody get Nick. Please. Well, well, you guys aren't aren't able to catch your breaths for a second. I don't know if you guys have talked about yet, but we had the uh, the NFL honors was tonight, and uh, we had the uh, NFL Hall of Fame announcement. So uh, real quick, if you haven't mentioned that tonight, just want to let everybody know there was uh, eight new members for the NFL Hall of Fame, a uh, couple of wide receivers and the infamous Randy Moss, and one that's been uh, questionable to a lot of people, but T.O. Terrell Owens oh. got in as well. A couple of... Uh, Great linebackers, Brian Urlacher, and the uh, phenomenal Ray Lewis, as well as uh, former Eagle defensive back Brian Dawkins got in. And then on the uh, veteran side of things, they voted in Jerry Kramer, Robert Brazil, and uh, Bobby Bethard. So for those of you that haven't heard that yet, figured we'd start off with that for you. Interesting interesting news there. Some really good news. Some, Some, you know, Listen, I felt that, you know, there are certain players. I, I, I'm sorry. You know, I know people aren't really thrilled with uh, how T.O. handled himself. But mm-hmm. you know, look at the numbers. I'm sorry. Yes, I know I upset people with that. But there are people all over Philadelphia right now doing sit-ups in their driveway in honor of T.O. going to the Hall of Fame. No, you know what I've got? I've got people all over Philadelphia waiting to hear our next guest. I can promise you that. Uh, including me. I'm in Dallas. Yeah. He's coming up. Oh, wait a second. You know, I definitely, 
definitely want people to understand one thing, okay? Now, our next guest happens to be a beautiful man, absolutely great guy to talk to, okay? How difficult it is for a Giants fan to have a former Eagles player on my show. I mean, <clears throat> only for the fact, I mean, if this was just anybody on the Eagles, that'd be one thing. But it is my pleasure. It's going to be my opportunity. And for all of you out there, your pleasure. I'm going to be talking to the freak. JT, Tate, let's get him on the line. Welcoming him in, the one, the only, the freak, Javon Curse. How are you, Javon? <laughs> I'm doing awesome. How are you doing, fellas? How's it going? Doing great. How are you? Thanks for coming I'm, on. I can't, compl- I can't complain. I'm down here in Florida in some warm weather, so, hey, can't complain. Yeah, there's not much to complain about there. No, no not at all. Life. You're done playing, you're done, you're done taking the beating, you're sitting back and enjoying. Why not? Yeah, man, I'm I'm walking on my own two feet. I'm not walking around. Um, I'm not using a walker to walk around, and um, I'm not cloudy upstairs. So right now, I God feel bless. okay. Yeah, that's great. Right. That's great. Now, let me, yeah, you know, Javon, let's get, let's get right to this. You know, we spoke the other day on the phone, and one of the best things we talked about was the football week, you know, the what consisted of yeah. the football week and then the Super Bowl. Um, right. Could you please share what, you know, we had talked about? Uh, I believe most fans can relate. I mean, basically like that football week, like the Super Bowl week, going into the week, like you get so much more football, like for, like so much more behind the scenes, um, like so much behind, so much like more behind like the scenes, like knowledge. Because, like, mm-hmm. throughout the season, mm-hmm. everything is mostly around football. And then once you get into Super Bowl week, then that's when people do a lot more digging. Like, they may hear about if you had, like, a um, if you had like a pet goldfish back in, in high school or something, or if you <laughs> had, like, your favorite, like, cleats you love to wear, or just anything along those lines. So, like, it just, you get, like, so much more behind the scenes during Super Bowl week. And then you got the big game, all the – Awesome commercials, all the awesome like they show all the like the the, the big name um, like actors, actresses, uh, movie stars. You get all of those things up there, and then all of a sudden it's like that kid that comes to the park and he has a pretty cool basketball. Like it, the basketball has like bells and whistles <laughs> and glitter on it, and you feel like you shoot that ball and you make every shot. But then all of a sudden when the lights about to come on, the kid takes the ball and goes home. And when he takes the ball and goes home, like, you never see the ball again. That's what it seems like. Then all of a sudden, now you're just, like, sitting around just waiting, like, well, I'm going to go to the park again tomorrow and see if he's going to be there. But he's not going to be there. And he's not going to be there until August of the following year. <laughs> so yeah. so yes. that's what it feels like. It's you know, true. It's true. It's like all week, all week you have yeah. something. And then, you know, you have it for the whole season – and then you go to nothingness. It's a black hole. You know? Nothing. It's just like they just take your allowance away from you. Like no more dessert for you. No more dessert for a few months. And I, I love my dessert. JD. 
Uh, Javon, got a question for you. So what are the differences, whether it be the way the game is called, penalty-wise, style of play, uh, what are the differences you see in the game today than from when you played? I mean, personally, like the, one of the biggest differences I see in the game is like the way, like actually I kind of like, I kind of like, I, I like it a lot in some things that I dislike, the things that I do like. Like um, they want the they want the game to to be played faster. They want to see more points on the board. So when that happens, they're they like they kind of like I see them calling a lot more penalties on offensive linemen. Like either yeah. if it's like from like like either if it be like holding or hands to the face, or most of the time when I face a lot of guys offensive linemen. They're always off the ball. Like it, it looks like they're like almost like a running back, like way back at the backfield mm. because they try to be off the ball to to, to to try to neutralize my speed, my speed. Which right. that's what I played with a lot of like speed and like a, a lot of quickness off the ball. So I do like that aspect. But as far as the things that I don't like, um, let me see. The things that I don't like is especially like these, like all the targeting calls. Which oh, you know, yeah. like back, like back when I played, you had you always had like that guy that safety. Like when I was with the when I was with the Eagles, we had Brian Dawkins. He was what you call an enforcer. Yeah. But nowadays he can't be that guy because he gets penalized, which it kind of takes away from him because you want that enforcer, so you don't want these little receivers to know that they go across the middle and don't have anything to worry about, but either catching the ball or not catching the ball. So. I don't like that part there, and especially the biggest thing which they claim that they're going to get um, taken care of is this reception thing, like a catch. Like now, I don't know. I don't know if a catch is a catch. I don't know if you got to catch the ball and and, um, and run through the end zone and run up in the stands and go say hey to somebody (laughs) at the press box. I don't know what a catch is nowadays. (laughs) So that's my that's my biggest thing about it right there. Cool. Javon, my I'm this is Tate here. Uh real quick, yeah. I grew up in Buffalo, so I'm a Bills fan. And uh Ooh, there's a there's yeah. yeah, there there's a uh <laughs> game commonly referred to as the Music City Miracle you were part of in your rookie year. And uh you had a safety, a couple sacks, I believe a couple forced fumbles as well in that game. Yeah. And uh just wondering uh what was your thoughts on that game looking back at it as to how it happened, how it turned out, what went on with it. Any thoughts and memories I mean, you have on that game? I mean, I like looking back at the game, like that was one of the reminders that was like, you know, you always hear a cliche, like football is a game of inches. Football is a game of inches. You know, you think like it's cliche. Well, they just say that just because it's the thing to say. But that is one game that literally defines as football being a game of inches because that throw, that – that lateral, I'm not going to say it was a backwards lateral because it wasn't backwards. It was a lateral. It was like straight down the line. So, yes, indeed, it was a lateral. But, like, it was just one of those games where, where like, we felt like, you know, everything was in our favor. You know, we made it to the playoffs. Like, even though we only had three losses, but we, we made it in as a wild card. And um, and we were playing at home. Like, we got a chance to play at, at our spot. And then the game went on how it went on. I got my two sacks and my my safety. But a big another thing about that was I was a, I grew up a huge um, a huge Bruce Smith fan, and he also like had maybe two 
maybe like two or three sacks. So I'm like, man, I'm like, this is awesome. Like I'm actually like getting sacks in the game where the person that I watch get sacks, especially in those four Super Bowls they played in in a row. Four Super Bowls, I can't believe that. But anyway, I'm like, I'm watching the guy get four, like who like who played Super Bowl four times, but I'm watching him get sacks and I'm getting my sacks. So it was kind of like I like I was telling myself, you know what this is? This is change of the guard. Like uh, like this is. This is me, like, coming to my own, and it feels good. And so once the game went on, I do remember this like it was yesterday. It was 16 seconds left, and I look up at the clock, um, and they were ahead after they scored or maybe kicked the field goal. But I'm like, man, like 16 seconds left. I'm like, well, you know what? We had a damn good – we had a damn good season. Like, we, like, came out of nowhere. Like, I guess the the, the Titans went, like, 8-8, and probably 2 or three years in a row, like before I got there, and then that year we went, we went uh, thirteen and three. So, like to me, I was seeing it as a win. And then I was coming from college; that was my rookie year. So in college, I'm used to playing like you know eleven, twelve games, maybe thirteen games max a year. And then that season, I went, I played all four preseason games, all sixteen games during the season, and then that playoff game. So I'm like, you know what? I'm burnt out. So, you know what? Like, it's, it's great that we got here. Like, it was awesome feeling. But when that, but when they kicked the ball off, because, like, that was one of those plays that um, we call it our home run throwback. And then we practice it, like, at the end of each walkthrough, like, um, like every week. And, you know, like, guys don't really, like, take it serious because, you know, you're just throwing a ball. Like, really, you just – it looks like you're just playing, like, somewhere in your backyard, like some pickup some pickup football, some some whatever football, like you just, you know, catch the ball and pitch it back. Oh, 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 oh you can't get me, you can't get me, you can't get me. I'm going to pitch it over here, I'm going to throw it over there. But when it happened in the game, and, like, it seemed like it was slow motion. I don't, like, to me, it seemed like that play took at least, like, three or four days. <laughs> like, when I see, like, literally, like, when I just think of it, I see Lorenzo Dale catching the ball and, doing like a little, you know, a little slight pitch to Frank Wachek and Frank Wachek, you know, take maybe one step to the right side of the field and just turns and like throw the ball across the field. And then you see number 87, Kevin Dyson catches the ball and goes up the sideline. I'm like, no, this this isn't happening. I, it kind of felt like I was in a dream. And I'm sure the Bills fans felt the same way, but it felt like I was seriously like, in a dream, like, man, like, man, boy, I don't want to wake up with this dream. Like, just let me just continue sleeping. I'll take sleeping like this for the rest of my life because it felt like a dream. And then once you got into the end zone and I look back at the field, like, if you see it, if you see it on replay, you see me on the sideline. I was the, the last person, like, on our sideline that was, like, like farthest down the field, like, towards the end zone who, like, started happening. And then I just jump up, and then I look back for that dirty laundry. You don't want to see that dirty, that that yellow laundry on the field. I didn't see any of that. And then I'm like, he really scored. And then once they, um, once the refs go up on the tent, well, yeah, once the refs go look at the screen, I'm like, you know what? Ain't no way in heck these fans are going to let those refs get out of Nashville, Tennessee without <laughs> giving us that W. <laughs> So I figured like that was on our side, and when they came back and said, you know, it was legit, it was good to go. I'm like, wow, this really is a game of inches, and it just felt so good. <laughs> I I can imagine from your your side there, it probably felt really well 
to be in the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the Titans game. From a Bills fan, we weren't real happy with it. But uh, on the same line, you guys you guys did end up going to the Super Bowl that year too. And uh, yeah. having played in the Super Bowl twice in your career, can you tell us is there big differences? We, we all know about there's the time time differences because of more commercials and all that stuff. Is there anything yeah. big major differences about playing in a Super Bowl than there is from regular season or playoff games? I mean, like, like personally, one of the biggest things is like you know that everyone's watching. Like, not just not just everyone, like from your hometown. Everyone, like in the whole world, like they tune into the Super Bowl, like from everywhere around the world. And so that felt good. They're just knowing that you know you kind of build you're building your fan base like all over the world. But it just felt good just knowing that everybody's watching this game. Like, man, like, um, like we want to go out and win this game. It's one of those games that you don't want to take for granted, and you don't you want to make the you want to make the most of the opportunity because, like, I can't lie. Like, like after getting there in my first year, I kind of felt like I'm like, you know what? I'm like, we got the same same guys. You know, we young. I feel like we can get here like every year, and it was one of those things that um it never happened again in Tennessee where we came close to it. Actually, the ne- the next year we went like 14 and two, I think. And um and end up losing to the um to the Ravens like after we had a first round bye. So like it was like definitely like it's definitely like one of those weeks that goes so fast. And then also the different thing from playing in that Super Bowl with the Titans in ninety nine, um, versus playing with the Eagles and thinking oh four, um, we, we didn't have that week in between the championship game and the Super Bowl. So in Tennessee, like we basically went straight from straight from beating Jacksonville for the third time of the season, which was pretty awesome because Jacksonville like had a had a damn good team as well. But it went from beating Jacksonville for the third time of the season, and then going back to Nashville, having our celebration, packing bags, and literally like heading like heading out to heading out to Atlanta where we played that first Super Bowl, um, like the next day. And then when I was in Philly in 04, we just played the game in, in, of course, in February 05, like basically like we had like a week a week in between the championship game and then we won that one. And, uh, we won that one and then we had a chance to go back and regroup. And, you know, to kind of, you know, like kind of like take a like, thing about what, what happened and what's happening. And then from that point, we basically just, you know, let's go out here and take care of business. And then it was good that I, I had experience in planning one. So I was able to talk to my defensive right. line guys and let them know, you know, like got to cherish this moment, got to make the most of it. Javon, I got, I've been dying to ask you this question since I heard you were coming on. So in the <laughs> last 20 years, two of the more physically imposing running backs that I've seen, one you played with, one you played against, Eddie George, Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Which one was harder to get to the ground? Hmm. Well, I actually never really had a chance to take Eddie to the ground. And um, he had some – it looked like he had some very dangerous high knees. So, like, you, like I was <laughs> afraid, like, to, like, like to go in, like, with that guy, like, half-stepping. So, I'm just going to say um, – I may sound biased, so I, I think it would have been Eddie, especially, like, when Eddie w- was running at his best and literally uh-huh. – just like nonstop, just running like a machine. Like I kind of wonder if he was a machine at, at some point. But like it was just, it, like he's one of those guys that just you just see him running the ball and like man, like 
that's how a running back is supposed to be. Like if you're if you're a yes. big back, that's how you're supposed to be. So I mean, it, it was it was super it was super awesome playing on the same team as Eddie, and, it, and he was one of the people that took me under his wing when I first got to Tennessee as a rookie. Mm. Now, playing for Philly, what would it mean to the city of Philadelphia if they win this game tomorrow night? Oh man, you know what? <laughs> it, it would be. So like it'd be it'd be huge. Like it's a it's a city of brotherly love, but like literally if they get the win, like like it is still it's still gonna be a riot. Like it's still people are still <laughs> gonna like still storm the streets because because like the the city is the city is spoiled and like they're like very like deserving of, they're very deserving and then especially after you look after you look at what Carson Wentz did with the team this year, like it totally saddened me when he got injured and hurt his knee. So I'm like, man, like he's like literally like like on a pace to to be MVP and to lead this team to a championship. So like once he went down, and then you got a chance to see Nick Foles step in, and that was a good thing because I mean it was a good thing that Wentz got hurt, but like you see like other players they step their game up because like they kind of felt like you know we gotta we gotta we got to pick up some slack because we don't want like anything to happen. So as long as, as long as Nick Foles goes in, goes in the game and like he plays a, you know, a mistake free game, which, which would be hard, which would be hard to do. But if he tries to play or come close to playing a flawless game or mistake free game, as long as he knows that, as long as he mentions the game well, like he's done, like um, since he's been like the starter, I feel like they can they can go as far as they, they want to go because like everybody everybody else has stepped their play up and that like they're playing like awesome Eagle football. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a fun time and yeah, I couldn't imagine. Uh, I grew up in New Jersey and spent some time in Philly and I just couldn't imagine what it's going to be like if uh, if they manage to win. <laughs> and before we be get fun. to that, yeah, before we get to that, see, um, I have. A couple of questions I want to ask you, and unfortunately, little time to ask them. So I want yeah. to get right before, and before I get to that Super Bowl question, I, I do have one particular one I definitely want to ask you, sir. <laughs> I ask all our guests this one, and I ask you uh, with this in mind. I like to do my podcast. I plan to do next week's <laughs> podcast. I'd like to keep this podcast. <laughs> Um, so yeah. with that in mind, could you share with us a funny story? Yes. Funny story that I have. This was, um, let me see, this was like my fifth year in Tennessee. We were, we were actually playing, I don't know if my fourth or fifth year, but we were playing the Raiders in the AFC Championship game. And this and this happened to be the year. You probably can like can help me out, but like um, it was a year when the Raiders lost to the Bucks in the in the Super Bowl. Okay, but all right. that year there, that that year there, um, we were in Oakland, like we were on the road, of course, and then you know, like um, we got a chance to play the Raiders in the in the AFC Championship game, and when the game started, like literally, like about the first series, I'm doing my thing. Actually, that was my, my fourth year, so that, that was, was 03. 03. Yeah. yeah, so that was 03, and so, like, we're we're um, in the game, like, literally, like, during the first series, um, I'm, like, I don't know if I was, like, pass rushing or whatever, but I, I was pass rushing the ball gone, 
and not turn like the, the kind of, you know, kind of chase the ball down or whatever or just, just start jogging towards the ball if somebody caught it but no one caught it. Then at the corner of my eye, I see someone coming for me. And then I turn and look, and then I, I literally, like, dropped my hip and gave, like, a nice hip toss. And this was uh, – I'm not going to even say his name, but this was a, 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 um, a tight end that played for the Raiders at the time. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. well, oh, he's we trying can to get look him. it up, so you might as well say his name. <laughs> okay, Roland Williams, Roland Williams. Thank you. So I'm like, wow. <laughs> I'm like, he's trying to he's trying to deep stop me, trying to get in my head to get me to retaliate. And then, of course, you know, just, just get in my head to slow me down. So that happened. And so then we get the ball. I don't know if we even scored or got a first down. So then now they get the ball again. And I'm doing my thing. I'm going against offensive linemen. And then out of my peripheral again, I see somebody coming for me. And this time, like, um, I didn't have enough time, like, to hip toss them. Like, we, like, kind of, like, locked up or whatever and went to the ground. And then it was <laughs> rolling, rolling waves again. I'm like, dude, I'm like, man, I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then the ref, the ref gave both of us, like, penalties, and it, it was offsetting. So I'm like, man, I'm like, man, what's wrong with this dude, man? He's tripping because I see, like, because, like, he was with the Rams when we played them and lost to the Rams, like, my first year um, in the Super Bowl. Okay. And so we also, on our team, we had Kevin Carter. Kevin Carter mm-hmm. was with mm-hmm. the Rams as well. So they're friends. So – now um, that happens, and so then we go into the locker room at halftime. I've got like who was like um, they may have been up or whatever, but like we're gonna go into halftime, and everybody like um, all my teammates like, man, what's going on um, with with you and Roland? Like, like what's the deal? Like, what's going on there? I'm like, man, I don't know what's going on. So all of a sudden, Kevin Carter, who we're di- we're defensive line mates, we're teammates, we're buddies, like we're in the same in the same trenches together. And he comes over mm-hmm. and like in his like most like um like surfer dude voice, Oh, oh dude, oh man, uh, I've gotta tell you. Um <laughs> Roland said that you uh used to hang out with his mind you, they weren't married and they had not met each other yet, but oh. he said that I used to hang out with his wife. At the time they weren't married. No, when I hung out with her, he was like, "Listen, they were not together when I hung out with her. It was like at least a year before, at least a year or maybe two years before that." He was like, "Oh, dude, oh, I forgot to tell you, um, um, dude, um, you used to hang out with Roland Williams' wife, and um, well, I don't know if it was his wife or just the mother of of, mm-hmm. of, of his newborn or whatever, but like mm-hmm. he said, he used to hang out with his wife, and he don't like you um, much for that." Do you, like, know why? You know what? No. Do you know why? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I don't know why. I can I tell you why right now. Because she she used to always say, "Why aren't you more like Javon?" Probably, <laughs> <laughs> man. But I look at Kevin Carter. I'm like, dude. I'm like, man. But why don't you give us advice before the game? Like this dude was trying to take my head off. Like I, I at least need to know who's trying to decapitate me. And if you know someone trying to decapitate me before a game, I would tell you. So I feel like you should have told me the same. So, yeah, that was my story right there. I'm like, wow, so this dude trying to go at me about somebody that um, that I used to hang out with maybe two years before. <laughs> Literally, like, no, it, it, it may have even been, like, three years before. Like, two, like maybe at least uh-huh. two. It was at least two, but maybe three years. So he's, like, uh-huh. mad at me because of, like, because of our, my past and her past he was, as well. He was, That's he, not yeah, cool, He was man. hearing your That's name. That's not cool. That's why. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's not cool at all, man. No, the no, no. could have told me that. Like, even <laughs> though him and Roland were teammates before me, but dude, you're on my team now. We're trying to win this game. We're trying to go to the Super Bowl, and um, I find out at halftime. I'm like, now mm-hmm. it all, yeah, it all <laughs> makes sense. So that's my thing. There, I don't know if it was funny, but I was like, man, uh, I was just thrown off by the fact that he didn't, he knew, and he didn't tell me. He was like, oh, oh, dude, oh, I forgot to tell you. By the way, <laughs> by the way, oh, man. <laughs> now, let me ask you something, think Jamal If that was today, he'd be stalking your Facebook. Oh, yeah. oh no, it probably is, man. Uh, hopefully, he's gotten over it by now. I mean, that was back in 03. Hopefully, he's gotten over it by now, 15, 15 <laughs> years later. I hope so. Javon, I need your help. We're, we're up against it for time, but I have two important things I want to go over with you. First, okay. Uh, the, the, the most important to me, the Javon Curse Foundation. Can yes. you tell everybody a little bit about it and what lies ahead, please? Well, um, I started my Javon Curse Foundation back in, like back in, actually I started literally like um, back when I got drafted. And I was like literally like I wasn't in the, I wasn't like playing yet, but when I got drafted and that's when at that point there I decided to, um, to do, do a lot of work, and um, I do my work with a lot of underprivileged kids. I do a lot of work with the Boys and Girls Club, so that's why I'm a lifetime member. Got my gold card, oh yeah, and then I do a lot of work with the YMCA. So like these, like those kids who are, you know, who like who got to stay like in the after school programs, like just to get out of trouble, and like the kids that you know their mom or parent, like single parent households, and like their parents are working after school and you know they need somewhere to go so you know they'll get in trouble and stuff like i make like i do a lot like a lot of work with those guys and my foundation mm-hmm. is based out of fort myers florida so my um i feel like it's important for me to like to give back to the community that that helped raise me the community that that helped me out as i was growing up so i do my work with the with, the, with the with the boys and girls club and a lot of ymca things and so we do we do programs as well as like um, we help uh, we give like scholarships to help out with 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 um, with books. Mm-hmm. We help out with with books and everything along those lines, and even like future job training. Um, nice. We do things. We do turkey drives. We do toy drives. We do backpack drives, and we just try to do whatever we can just to help the youth out to make to make life for them like much easier. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Love always hearing people reaching out to the community, giving back. Uh, uh, that is one of the things that make you the special person that you are. Yes, you were gifted and played fantastic on the field, but it's things like this that make you a great person, and, and the community thanks you for that. 30 seconds, Javon. Help us wrap this up. Give me your Super Bowl prediction. My Super Bowl prediction: Nick Foles is going to play a damn good game. He's going to, he's only going to make one mistake. I don't know what it's going to be, but he's only going to make one mistake, which the defense is going to help him out. So I'm seeing I'm seeing 27 to 2023. Eagles win the Super Bowl, and then uh, Nick Foles is going to have a job. <laughs> They're going to have some fun, and then I'm going to eat a bunch of Philly cheesesteaks. <laughs> oh, yes. yeah. Nice, nice. Javon, man, thanks so much for your time. All right, we are so happy to have you. 
the freak has joined us, friend now friend of the show. God bless you. Thanks so much for your time. My pleasure, man. I'm looking forward to talking to you guys in the near future. You bet. You Thanks, bet you will. Thank Have you. a great night. All right, fellas. All right, bye bye. Folks, <laughs> there it is. JT Tate. I mean, great stuff from Javon. Uh, fun times. And uh, hmm, shocking he took Philly, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. In that, though, quick, before we go ahead and give our predictions, the last item up there for everybody is the Super Bowl Extra Large T-shirt. The Super Bowl Extra Large T-shirt. Go to the Facebook page right now. Go to the guest list and type in Freak for Javon Curse. First person that types in Freak gets an Extra Large Super Bowl T-shirt. Next up, folks, I think we actually have Joey Cage on the line for his prediction. Apparently not. Okay, maybe not. All right, I thought we had Joey Cage. How about Alexa's prediction? Hey, Alexa. Who do you think will win the Super Bowl? I'm flying with the Eagles on this one because of their relentless offense and the momentum they've been riding off their underdog status. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Kill me. All right. Tate Dello, your Super Bowl prediction. Just real quick here, because we're up against it. I would love to see the Eagles win, but I can't pick against Brady and the Patriots, Belichick and the Patriots, so I'm picking the Patriots. All right, score? Uh, I would say probably around the 28 to 24. 28, 24. Gotcha, gotcha. Who do you have for an MVP? Anybody? Uh, Brady is kind of the given. Okay. If the Patriots win, it's going to be Brady. Awesome. Great job tonight, as always, Tate. Thank you so much for joining us, and uh, give your son our love, and God bless him. Thanks for everything, Tate. Have a great night. JT, you're up, my man. Let's hear it. I know I've been waiting. I've been waiting. I've been trying to be patient. Haven't bugged you for it. Waited to be on air with you. What is it? Well, every time I've picked the Patriots to win the Super Bowl, they've lost. So I'm really tempted to pick the Patriots now because I want them to lose. But in all reality, I have a 34-17 Philadelphia Eagles victory with Fletcher Cox being the MVP. Wow. Okay. I guess I'm going to go ahead, folks. This is it, the Jester Super Bowl pick. It really is the referees. No, the referees would be New England. I think the New England Patriots will go ahead and have difficulties. They're not going to get the help from the referees. The league has had enough. They've got to show, listen, there's no great fix between Goodell and Kraft. And also, Eagles will be the storyline for the NFL more than New England will be. What a great story. The Eagles win their first Super Bowl. Jester is calling it right now. 34-28 with Brady blowing it at the end. I've got Nick Foles as your Super Bowl MVP, folks. And that's it. We're out of time. 
I am the Fantasy Jester, and for all of us here, JT, Tate, Dello, Kid Kelly, the gang, want to thank all the guests tonight, want to thank all of you, the fans, for joining us. Great show. Hope you had fun. Join us next week. We've got some stuff in store. If you think this was it, we're just getting warmed up, baby. Have a great night. Everyone, enjoy. God bless. Jester, out. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.